Thinking Aloud, conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with parapsychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'd like to talk about respect. As a parapsychologist, <laughs> I'm particularly aware of the concept of respect because we get so little of it. Ironically, not from the viewers of this program, I know, but I can talk to any parapsychologist and they will have stories of extreme disrespect because the enemies of parapsychology, the so-called skeptics, like to use the horse laugh as, as one of their foremost weapons. They make it impossible for people to have teaching positions, research positions within universities or other uh, scientific establishments, uh, places where they might find a home, uh, places where they might find credibility, because uh, they get laughed at and people who administer uh, funds and foundations and government offices are afraid to uh, fund the field because they'll be laughed at. So, you know, in my work with Ted Owens, I researched this man for 10 years. And he was always going around trying to get respect uh, for doing good works healing people, ending droughts, using his psychokinetic powers for the good of humanity. And uh, you might say he was naive. He, on one occasion, walked into the offices of the San Francisco Chronicle, the big newspaper there, and said, here I am, the great PK man. I'm going to end the drought. And the guards in, in the lobby just threw him out booted him right out the front door. He never got to talk to an editor. And typically when that happened, he would say, well, I guess I better teach you a lesson. And if you read my book, The PK Man, you'll see there were many lessons involved. It got out of hand, to be honest. Uh, uh, after that event in San Francisco, uh, 300,000 acres in California were burned by uh, lightning strikes, which was one of his trademarks, lightning strikes. I think a thousand fires were started by lightning. Now, why do I bring this up? What does this have to do with respect? Oddly enough, it was Aleister Crowley who said, you should treat all people with respect because you never know when the neighbor next door might just be a demon. And there's a measure of truth to that. On one occasion, I've talked about it before, I uh, was working with Ted Owens and he had created this miraculous event, almost impossible to believe, but it was true. He called me up. He was going to produce a UFO sighting. He was so excited. He could feel it coming. He said, Jeffrey, this is going to be the best UFO sighting on record. It will be seen by hundreds of people. It will be photographed, and a photograph will be published in the front page of one of your local papers in the San Francisco Bay Area. Area. Three days later, the image was published on the front page of the Berkeley Gazette. 
in Berkeley, California, for an event. I've talked about it before. It's written up in the PK Man. Uh, and this was exciting. The point I want to make is I was on the phone with him uh, a couple weeks after that event. There had been two UFO sightings, pretty dramatic in the Bay Area, as he had promised. But he had promised three, and there were only two. So I said to him, you know, Ted, uh, you haven't really uh, finished the project. There's still a, another sighting that you have to accomplish if you're going to do everything you said you would do. And he got angry at me. He hung up the phone. He slammed the phone, as a matter of fact. And within minutes, I began to feel sick. I began to get that scratchy feeling you get in your throat when you know this is going to be bad. I'm getting a serious sore throat here. And I expected I, I was going to have to deal with this for a while. Uh, but then, 45 minutes later, he called me up and apologized. Without specifying what had happened, he said, Jeffrey, I'm sorry. I will never do that to you again. And within minutes, the sore throat lifted, which was quite a surprise to me. I'd never have that happen before. My point is, I was able to work with Ted Owens for 10 years. He was not an easy person to work with. You might even describe him as one of my friends described him as, uh, he was like a grizzly bear with a burr up its ass. But I showed him respect. And as I think about it, I learned to respect people that way. When I was a graduate student in criminology at Berkeley doing field work at San Quentin Prison where I conducted group therapy sessions with murderers and rapists and I remember the attitude of the prison staff. Uh, one of the psychologists was supervising me there and he said, you know, these inmates, they're a different kind of cat. And, and that really rubbed me the wrong way. No, they weren't a different kind of cat. They were human beings just like me, just like you. That stuck with me. I realized that the, the difference between people who are serving time in prison and people who are on the outside is not necessarily so dramatic. And I know some of these people had committed heinous crimes. I am not trying to excuse their behavior. Sometimes uh, when uh, I talk about how I like to embrace the whole universe, people say to me, well, you know, what about all the evil that's out there? I'm not condoning evil by any means, not in Ted Owens, not in the inmates I got to know in San Quentin prison. But I believe that in spite of anybody's behavior, they are entitled to respect because they are a human being. And at base, I believe we all share the same ground of being. Ultimately, even uh, like Larry Dossie writes in his book, One Mind, one consciousness. There is one consciousness that looks out through the eyes of every sentient creature in the universe. And I actually believe 
that people who disrespect other people, and I get plenty of it in the comment section, there are a number of people who, who are accustomed to expressing disrespect for others, particularly on the internet. I think people disrespect others on the internet much more freely than they would if they were face to face. But in any case, however it's expressed, I think when you disrespect another person, you're really showing disrespect for yourself and projecting it onto another person. So, I don't take it personally when people throw shade at me. I realize they're just expressing how they feel about themselves. And I will tell you, I believe that that is true each and every single time. Now, it's a shame because we live in a culture where there is so much disrespect uh, going on, so much. And, and it's sad in, in a way because, as I say, it means that an awful lot of people are disrespecting themselves. But the first step really to awakening what we could call the higher mind is to begin by respecting yourself and respecting others. And, and the beauty is that, <laughs> as my friend Glenn Aparicio Perry discussed in, in a recent video called Making America Sacred Again, that respect is the foundation upon which love is built. Once you find that you can respect yourself and respect other people, it's just a small step to realizing actually you love yourself at the deep level of self with a capital S. And when you discover that you love yourself, it's just another natural step to realize you also love all other people, no matter what they do, say, think, or feel. And you may disapprove of the things they do say, think, or feel, and still understand that you respect and love them at the level of being. Because we all share the same ground of being. We're all in this together, this world. Well, let me leave you with this thought. Are there places where you don't respect yourself? Are you projecting in any way your own self-disrespect onto others? Are there steps that you could take to make amends for that and to correct it and to begin to show respect for every other human being? Maybe even more than that, every other living creature, every other sentient being. Can you do that? Is that within the realm of possibility for you? I'll leave you with that thought and thank you for being with me.